NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Currently 11.22 on the East Coast. And joining me this morning to break down the Monday night schedule for the NBA is going to be my esteemed co-host, Terrell Furman. Terrell, how you feeling this Monday morning, buddy? Man, I'm feeling like a man on a mission I am feeling undefeated. I'm feeling well-rested. I'm ready to get back into it. We in another week. Let's get it. Oh, man. It is It is great. It is a time. It's, uh, it's a brand-new month, man. November 1st. We're going to crush it now. We're, we're yeah, and people playing Christmas music. People playing a Christmas <laughs> music already. I don't like how y'all skipped over Thanksgiving like that. I got some beef <laughs> with y'all for trying to skip over Thanksgiving like that. But... <laughs> Uh, I went to the office earlier and Christmas music is just playing. And I'm like, dog, yo, can I get, can I eat some turkey first? Can I eat some <laughs> ham? Nah, I don't like how y'all try to do Thanksgiving like that. But it's all right. It's all right. We won't talk about it right now. We can't, we can't, we can't forget about the uh, Thanksgiving feast now, can we? Can't, we can't just skip it over and go over to Christmas. But um, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. It's already November. You know, we're, we're in the full swing of NBA season. Uh so hopefully we have a profitable month, man. We're, like I said, we're going to be here at least three times a week, hopefully more going forward, but uh, we're going to figure that out later. So, guys, you know this uh, routine. We're going to go through the uh, Monday night schedule here, game by game, side total. Um, and if Terrell has any player props for his games, um, he will give us those. If not, make sure to check out the PropCast, the NBA Monday edition uh, with myself and Jong. That will be uh, out later today, hopefully soon, right after this podcast. But um, with that being said, let's dive right into it, Terrell. We have the first game tonight. The uh, sorry, the Cleveland Cavaliers headed into Charlotte, where Charlotte are a five and a half point favorite, total at two twenty and a half. Um, Terrell, where are we going with this game, man? Um, so we got these teams uh, coming by week or so where they first played their first game. Hornets uh, beat them in Cleveland. Uh, I'm not sure I know who this Cavaliers team is yet. They have some some really good wins on the road, yeah. getting wins at the Clippers and at the Nuggets. But it's also like this team really isn't that good, guys. Like we're sitting here looking at them, twenty in offensive efficiency, sixteenth in defensive efficiency. Like they're okay. They're like a very middle of the road team. I don't think that they're going to be bottom like they've been in the past, like bottom of the Eastern Conference, they may be a little bit closer up. Yeah. But um, I I just don't – I don't know who this team is, whereas you have the Hornets who 
looked like one of the best teams in the East. Like they just straight up, they look like one of the best teams of the East. They handled the Trailblazers last night, so they're coming off a of back-to-back. Uh, to note, teams are twelve and seventeen off a of back-to-back this season already. So that's not the best best of things. Charlotte is zero and one off a of back-to-back, but that was a double overtime thriller against mm-hmm. uh, Boston, where yep. they scored thirty points a quarter for the first three quarters. So it didn't look like it it really affected them for three quarters of that game, and then they get into you know that uh, overtime, and they don't do anything in that overtime. So it's like. What do you do here? I'm on the Hornets. I'm on the Hornets laying the four and a half. I think that they're mm-hmm. the better team. I think that uh, you know, they're one they're the one of the best offensive teams in the league. I think that that makes up that in their pace, fourth and pace in the league makes up for their deficiencies on defense. And they'll let this Cavs team score points, but they're just gonna run up and down and score more. Yeah, I think that, you know, we talked about Cleveland uh, a couple of days ago when we did the pod on Friday, and we said that, hey, they have some pretty impressive wins early on the season, right? They beat Atlanta at home. They went into the Mile High City and beat Denver, and then they went over to L.A. Uh, against the Clippers and held them to 79 points, and they won that game 92-79. Now this is a fifth uh, road game um, in their little five-game road trip here, so I think that this may be a bad spot for them. I know you mentioned that uh, Charlotte is coming off of the back-to-back here against uh, Portland, but I think that game was early on in the day, and I think that it gave them enough time to get back, um, you know, back to Sh- – was that a home game for Charlotte? Yeah, it was a home game. So they're, they've been in Charlotte again, and now they're going to take on this Cavs team that is going to be their fifth game on, their, on the uh, five-game road trip here. I just think that's a bad spot for Cleveland. Yeah. Um, again, like we said, they have some impressive wins, but I agree with you. I'm going to go with Charlotte here, minus the five points here. Um, I, yeah, like you said, I think they just are the better team right now. No, I got to give a lot of credit to Cleveland because I thought they would be bottom feeders in the East. And like you mentioned, I don't think they are going to be. I think it's going to be Detroit down there. It's going to be Orlando down uh-huh. there. But uh, this uh-huh. Cleveland team has some really good players on this team. Evan Mobley, I think we haven't talked about him at all on this podcast. And he defensively, he looks great. Um, offensively, he looks great. I think Cleveland got a great pick up there as the third overall pick in this draft. So, um, but yeah, Charlotte is just offensively, like you mentioned, they just have so many weapons, right? With LaMelo Ball, with with Gordon Hayward, uh, Miles uh-huh. Bridges is playing out of his mind to start the uh-huh. season. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to continue rolling with Charlotte here. I think that they, they have some great chemistry going here, and I think that they should take care of business. Uh, I think just, again, like a bad spot for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, any uh, thoughts on the total here, uh, Terrell? Um, it, it feels it feels like an over total. Uh, everything really depends on, you know, where the um, Cavs are going to be. A freaking fly is flying all around me today, and it's just irritating me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what, what is the purpose for flies on this earth? What What is the purpose for flies on this earth? You are like, in the desert, right? Are they Are they literally just here to be food? Like, is that <laughs> it? Do you know how sad of a life that is to be here just to be food? Like, no other purpose in life. But are you sure it's not food? a hornet telling you to bet on the hornets tonight? Uh, nah, it might be. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I don't got good eye vision, so that might be it. <laughs> no, but all right. After after that little brief introduction in my soapbox about how much I hate flies, um, yes, the total it feels like an over total. The Hornets five and two to the over. However, the Cleveland Cavaliers are two and five to the over. Yeah, 
Um, but I think that's more of a lot of teams just allowing Cleveland to pay at a little bit of a slower pace that they like to play. They like to play uh, – they're 17th in the league in pace. They like to play at a little bit so, for, slower pace because they have those three seven-footers, and they like to get those guys involved. So you got to kind of swing the ball around, set them up on offense. Um but this Hornets team just lets you score. They just let you score. So I think this is one of those, just like the first game, where it's uncharacteristic that Cleveland puts up 100-plus points, yeah, um, 110-plus points, just uh, because of how, how many open looks that the Hornets are giving them. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean over. I don't really like it, uh, but I have a lean towards the over in this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with the Hornets team total here because, again, last night against the Blazers, uh, they put up 125. I know they went up against Miami, who's probably one of the better defensive teams in this league that they only scored 99 there. But, again, against the Magic, 120, 129 against Boston, uh, 111 against the Brooklyn Nets, 123 in that cast matchup in the first game against the Pacers, 123. So this team can score the basketball. So I think I really like that Hornets uh, team total over – 113 for tonight. Uh, do you have any player props for this game, Terrell? Uh, yeah, I got some player props, some yeah, game ahead, props man. for this one. Uh, okay, so I don't have I don't have any lines on Gordon Hayward right now, but mm-hmm. I do believe that this is a Gordon Hayward game. If you look at the numbers, uh, the Cavs are 26 and 26 in points allowed to the small forward position, and 27th in three pointers made allowed to the small forward position. That's where Gordon Hayward does his magic. That's where he gets his money right there. I like a play on uh, his points and his three pointers made whenever they come out. So just kind of look, shop around for that line, get the best value there. Yeah. And then uh, so here's a couple of game props that I. So we're seven games in. Mm-hmm. Um, the third quarter. These two teams are third quarter teams, believe it or not. They, yeah, the Cavs are averaging twenty seven point one points in third quarter. The Hornets are averaging thirty one point six points in third quarter. The Hornets are six and one in the third quarter. The only loss is to the Magic. They're six okay. and one in the third quarter right now. Yeah, I like a play on the third quarter over. I got it at fifty four and a half. Okay, I like I like that play. I think both of these teams come out of. Uh, come out of half scoring mm-hmm. getting their shots that don't think this is a very defensive game at all i like a play on the over i like a play on uh the hornets to to actually be leading at to um to win the third quarter because that's going to play into my second game prop of the Cavs first half plus three and a half the Cavs are six and one in the first half ats this season the hornets two and five okay this Cleveland Cavalier team gets out fast. They want to build them, build themselves something to stand on yeah. to get through the rest of this game. They're not just one. They're not just like the Cleveland Cavs of old, where they're just going to lie down. They they depend on on them three seven footers down low uh, to do a lot for them. So and it's not really too many people that can guard them on that Hornets team. So I like the Cavs first half plus three and a half, and then follow it up with the third quarter over. Uh-huh. And maybe, you know, if you like the line, get the Hornets in the third quarter as well, because I think the Hornets go back after maybe being down in half or being close at half. They come back and open this game up a little bit. Yeah, I like I like the point that you made there that the Cavs in the first half, because, again, like we said, this is their fifth road game in, 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 in about, what, a week or so here. So this is their last game. Is effort really going to be there for the Cleveland Cavaliers? Yeah, it might be there in the first half, but you might get some dead legs here in the second half. I'm currently uh-huh. seeing the Charlotte are the fifth best defensive team 
uh, in the third quarters, particularly. They're only allowing 24 points per game uh, in the third quarter. So if you see a line on that third quarter spread or even a money line at a, a, a reasonable price for the Charlotte Hornets, I think that's something great to look at because, again, like Terrell just mentioned, they're averaging, what, 30-plus points in that third quarter? Um, yeah. Uh, for the Charlotte Hornets, which is number one in the league. So definitely, definitely like that play. Uh, any other uh, plays for this game, Terrell? No, I'm good. We can keep moving. All right, let's let's get the train moving here. Let's go to uh, the Philadelphia 76ers at home as a five-point favorite against the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, again, like we just mentioned, Blazers played yesterday against the Charlotte Hornets, currently seeing a total of 219.5. Terrell, where are we out with this game, man? Between Miles Bridges and Damian Lillard, who's the better basketball slash rapper right now? Oh, like man. Who's, who is the better? Game. Who is the if you if you combine them as on the court and as a rapper, who is? I'm gonna make a poll. I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna get on the Twitter and I'm gonna make a poll and I'm gonna say who is the better basketball player slash rapper right now because. Miles Bridges got bars, yo. Hey, Miles Bridges can spit. I'm gonna let you know right now. If y'all ain't heard Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges can flow. I'm I'm dead ass right now. I was shot myself. Dame can flow too, but Miles Bridges can flow. And right now he's out playing Dame right now. Dame, I don't know, I don't know what's going on in Dame head right now, but he's just not in it right now. And this is gonna be a spot where they need him. This is gonna be a spot where he needs to get up. He may get up for this game. There was talk of rumors of Dame going to uh to the 76ers yeah. in a Ben Simmons swap or something like that. Like there mm-hmm. was rumors of that. So this could be a game that Dame gets up for. And finally, like, has that Dane performance, that Dane time performance we've been waiting to see all season. Uh, and it would it would come in no better time for this Trailblazers team who's 0-2 on the road, 3-3 three and three straight up. So yeah. um, when I just look at the numbers here, these, these teams are a little bit closer than I expected. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got the the – tortoise and the hare here you got the trailblazers who are first in pace in the league and and the 76ers who are 30th in pace in the league but the 76ers are first in offensive efficiency while the trailblazers are fifth um and that's because the 76ers are taking their time getting the ball to half court running their plays and getting good shots yeah like that like that's the reason they that's the reason right there. They're 29th in rebounding and 6th in opponent rebounds, and that's because that they're not missing their shots. <laughs> they're not mm-hmm. missing their shots, so you yeah. can't get a rebound on it. Uh, but when you look at it a little bit deeper, the Trailblazers are 7th in deficient efficiency and the 76ers are 19th in deficient efficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like this number is high. Okay. It feels like this number is high and we're inflating off of what we think the 76ers are and what we think the Trailblazers are. But if we are sitting here and we're looking at it and we watch these teams play, like when you sit here and watch these teams play, the Trailblazers don't look as bad as they've been. They really do not look as bad as they've been. Like three and three is not where this team wants to be right now. And it's yeah. ultimately because this team just starts slow. Like they just start the year slow. This happens all the time. And then they're going and they're making this late playoff push for to either boost their seed at the end or make the playoffs in the end. So I'm riding with Portland here. I think that this is a spot that Portland gets up for. I think that um, Dame could possibly have a good game, but it's not necessary for them a good game because they have all these other pieces 
on this offense that and it looks like the Chauncey Billis is starting to get a little bit more and more out of these players. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this team is as bad as I gave them credit for the start of the season. I will admit that much. So I'm taking Portland here plus the five plus the six wherever you get it at. And I think that this is a sprinkle on the money line on this one. I think you sprinkle on the money line here, uh, even though they're coming off a back to back, even though they're in the middle of a three game road trip. I know it all doesn't look good for them, but I think this is the spot where they get up for Philly. They try to control the pace. They run Philly up and down the court. That's how Golden State beat Philly last year at mm-hmm. Philly towards yeah. the end of the season. It was because that Golden State ran them up and down the court, up and down the court. And I think that's what Chauncey is going to have them do here. They're going to run Philly up and down the court, run Joel, beat out the game, and that's going to be the deciding factor in this one. Yeah, I think that the handicap is correct there, right? I think that whichever team dictates the pace here, like you mentioned, what Portland's one of the fastest teams and the Sixers are one of the slowest teams, right? So I think that, yeah, whichever team controls the pace here, I think that, you know, is going to win the game. And I think for the for the Portland Trailblazers, you have the young legs, right? Get up and down the court on this team. I mean, Embiid cannot run up and down the court to save his life right now, right? That's why they're slowing this game down. That's why they want to kind of get it down to the post on him. Let him take his time. Let him do his thing. But if you're the Blazers, I agree with you. Yeah, you got to push this pace tonight if you want to win this game. I know you're coming off a loss against the Charlotte Hornets here. They're going to have to really buckle down on the defensive end, man, because this cannot continue for the Portland Trailblazers. This was a problem for them last season, and I think it's carried over to this season also. So um, I think for me, I'm leaning with the Sixers, but I think this is a game where I'm going to wait for a live opportunity um, and and see just how the pace is running, right? And I think another thing, Terrell, that you brought up for the third quarter, these two teams, number one – sorry, number two and number three – and third quarter scoring Portland averaging 31 and Philly is averaging 28 and a half. So I think right now I see a third quarter team, to- sorry, third quarter total of um, 55 right now. And also you also want to make sure to take a look at what they're doing defensively in the third quarter. Um, uh-huh. Right now, Portland number 29, 31.7 points allowed in that third quarter. Philly uh-huh. is a lot better. They're only allowing 24.3. So maybe if you find a team total for the for the Sixers, uh, I think that's one way to kind of look at uh, to have a derivative, derivative bet for this game. But right now, I am leaning towards the Sixers here. Um, player props for this game, Terrell, or any thoughts on the total here? Uh, yeah. Um, so I like I like the third quarter analysis. I'm going to keep it in the first for this one. Okay. Uh Trailblazers one three and one ATS in the first quarter. 76ers five and one in the first quarter. One of the best in the league. Uh, I got a first quarter line of minus one and a half here. Yep. I mm-hmm. think that's a good bet. I think especially because of how we know the Trailblazers to start off slow and the fact that they're coming off a of back to back their first back to back of the season and they're on the road. I like that. Uh, you know, Portland kind of drags their feet in the beginning a little bit. And 76ers get out front. And then we got Danny Green threes here. I got them over one and a half threes. Okay. Looking at the numbers, uh, Trailblazers last in points to the small forward position and last in three-pointers made to the small forward position. So that just right there is just a – sounds like, all right, this should be a Danny Green game. This should be the opportunity for Danny Green to get out there and get a lot of good buckets. So I'm rolling with Danny Green uh, over one and a half threes. Yeah, and just to kind of talk about your first quarter bet there, the Philadelphia 76ers, third best defensive team in that first quarter, allowing only 23.2 points per game. And they are number seven in the league 
in first quarter, scoring at 29. And Portland is all the way down at number 22. Uh, and then defensively for the Portland Trailblazers, they are allowing a whopping... Uh, where are they in this list? They're allowing yeah, about right in the middle of the pack, 26.2, which isn't too bad. But I think defensively, for the Sixers to be that great in the first quarter, I really like that bet for you at minus one and a half. Uh, any other thoughts for this game, Terrell? You want to move on? Uh, no, nah, we can keep moving. Yeah, let's go over to the San Antonio Spurs visiting the Indiana Pacers, who right now are a three-point home favorite. Total of 217 and a half, trending towards 217 here. Uh, Terrell, thoughts on this game? Uh so Spurs two and four get a big win coming against the Bucks. Last game of three game road trip. Yeah. Pacers coming in one and six, two and five ATS. Look terrible. Karis Levert is back though. Yes. He is. Yeah. I just I can't get behind this Pacers team right now. I just really can't get behind this Pacers team right now. They look bad. They do not look good. They are letting people in games. They they are, you know, they should be putting a lot of teams away. They had a chance to put the Nets away a couple of nights ago and let the Nets right back into that game. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this this team is not good. And I hate to sit here and back the melatonin sport, Spurs because <laughs> the Spurs are literally one. Of, like, if you look at every single category <laughs> – like every category that statistically possible, the Spurs are middle of the league in it because they are just absolutely melatonin as hell. Like they're yeah. just boring. They're bo- this is a boring team, and they and I mean it's not that that's bad, but it's just like you don't got the big stars on that team. Like it's a Greg Popovich coach team. They just kind of go in and do their business, and they're pretty all right at it. Four and two HCS on the season thus far, despite being two and four. So. I'm rolling with the Spurs plus three and a half here. I think they make this a game. I think this is possibly a money line play here. I think that uh, the defense of its efficiency of the Spurs and the fact that, you know, they uh, cause a lot of turnovers and they don't make a lot of turnovers as opposed to the Pacers who don't cause a lot of turnovers who and who make a lot of turnovers. Yeah, I think that uh, that is going to be the difference maker there, the turnovers in this game. I think the Spurs is going to get active defensively and really make it tough on the Pacers, and they can keep this game close, if not get a money line win. Yeah, I believe the Spurs are 3-0 and against the spread on the road here, aren't they? I mean, they kept it close against Denver. They uh, they cover the spread against the San Antonio Spurs against Dallas. And then they got the outright win in Milwaukee the other night. So, um, yeah, this Spurs team, like you mentioned, despite them having a 2-4 and four record straight up so far this season, ATS, they're doing pretty well, especially on the road here. I know a very small sample, but, again, this Indiana Pacers team, like you talked about, which I have been completely wrong about because I was very high on them coming into the season because of the coaching change, but that really hasn't come into fruition yet for the Indiana Pacers. And I like the way these these young players for the Spurs are playing, man. I mean, uh, DeJounte Murray, um, Derek White, Keldon Johnson, I think Jakob Hurdle inside the paint is not getting talked about. He's He's been quietly a, a, a over cash cow on his player props. Uh-huh. I definitely will probably be playing again, uh, playing that again tonight because, again, the Indiana Pacers cannot defend the paint. Um, and again, San Antonio Spurs, I think, believe they are number one in uh, points scored inside the paint at 55 per game. And Indiana is ranked below average 21, al- uh, allowing 48 in the paint. So I agree with you there, Terrell. 
Um, I think this is our second agreement. I do like the Spurs here as a dog. Uh, currently seeing a line uh, training towards plus three here. So, um, yeah, I'll agree with you there. Any thoughts on this total here at 217 and a half? No, not really. I mean, Spurs three and three, Pacers yeah. three and four. Uh, they're both a quick, pretty quick pace, but it's just the offense is not really there for these teams. They can mm-hmm. run up and down the floor all you want, but if you're not scoring points, you're not going to affect this total. Uh, I'm not really interested in the total. Yeah, got a couple player plops. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Looking at um, these Spurs, the Spurs are where am I at? Uh, 28th in points to the power forward position, 27th in rebounds to the power forward position, and 26th in assists in the power forward position. I think you know where I'm kind of going with this. A point, mm-hmm. uh, points, rebounds, and assists for Dominic Sabonis here, Demonte Sabonis here. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any lines out for him right now, so kind of look at those lines, see uh, where he's getting value at. I'll probably drop something in the Slack about it later if I make a play on it. Uh, I like his 3D chances. Especially okay. with those numbers, I think that you know there's a possibility for a triple double in that one. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll definitely sprinkle on that. You could probably somewhere get that around 500, 600 odds, uh, something like that. Another guy I like in this one is Dejounte Murray. Uh, if you look at the Pacers, they're giving up 28th in points to the point guard position, 29th in rebounds. So I like a play on his points and rebounds prop. 25 and a half. Uh, I like his points prop just a little bit more at 18 and a half over that. Um, I think both of them are good props. I think you can get his double-double at plus money at like plus 130 right now. And if the Spurs keep this game close, it's going to be largely in part of what DeJounte Murray is able to do on the court. So, yeah, I think he has a pretty decent game here. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at what DeJounte Murray's been doing over the past couple games here, I mean, he's dropped 20-plus points, and then he's almost – he's getting close to that triple-double range, Terrell. I mean, do we have a number on his triple-double for – I mean, he dropped one against the Lakers in overtime. Yeah, I think it's plus 1,000. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's a lot of – incredibly loud amount of juice yeah i'm getting plus 900 right now so it's not incredibly juice like a lot of people because people know that you know he can do this any night um he's one of those guys so uh i could sprinkle you could sprinkle on that um and i wouldn't be mad at it at all yeah i think dejounte murray again being the point guard of this team i think he's kind of the face or i think the main guy for this organization now so i really do like that i'm currently seeing a points rebounds and assists for DeJounte Murray at 32 and a half. I kind of like that, man. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to dig into that a little deeper, but um, yeah. Any other pro- uh, props you have for this game, bud? No, that's it. All right. Let's go over to the Washington Wizards going down to the ATL to take on the Atlanta Hawks, where the Hawks are currently favored by minus five and a half with a total of 223 and a half. Terrell, where are we at with this game, man? Washington Wizards are doing everything humanly possible to try to prove me wrong. Like literally, <laughs> I don't know if they listen to this show. They listen to five uh, and one. Any, yeah, they're, they're trying literally anything possible to prove me wrong. However, I will not succumb. It is not a six game season it is a 82 game season. And at some point, very soon in the near future, the Washington Wizards are going to start a Washington wizard again. They're going to Washington wizard again. Okay. I don't think it's tonight. <laughs> I don't think it's tonight though. I am reluctantly, and when I say reluctantly, I mean very, very reluctantly. I am on the Washington Wizards plus five and a half here tonight. I think that they can make this a game, and these two teams are more evenly matched than the number is giving them credit for. Uh, 
you look at the Hawks, who are 23rd in pace, 10th in offensive efficiency, and 16th in defensive efficiency. And then you got the Wizards, who are 17th in pace, 12th in offensive efficiency, and 10th in defensive efficiency. Uh, six most points per game and 112 points per game, opposed to the Hawks, who are 17th in points per game. Uh, this team is sneaky. This team is playing very good basketball right now. I'm not going to say they're good. Not gonna say they're good. I still think they're a ragtag bunch of folks, but they're playing very good basketball right now. And I think the Hawks do win this game. I do think the Hawks right. win this game, but I think the Wizards make it close. This stays in a possession. So I'm gonna go with the Wizards five and a half here. I think that's the play for me. Yeah, I know. Uh, we t- we've talked about um, how the Atlanta Hawks are. Are, are that home team, right? Like they win games at home, but yeah. if we take a look at their two opponents so far at home, I mean, it's not impressive. Dallas Mavericks on opening night, I believe they blew them out of the water by what, 26 points. And then they had the mm-hmm. Pistons at home by 18. This Wizards team does not lay down. Like you said, man, I, I've been watching a couple of their games. They did beat the Hawks. Uh, a, what a couple of games ago by 11 points uh, on their floor. Um, but I like you're right, man. I just don't want to get in front of this Wizards team right now. They're they're playing great basketball. I love the depth on this team. These guys are playing hard. Um, I, I was watching their last game. Uh, I think it was against the um, the Boston Celtics, where the Celtics were leading. I think that went to double overtime, and they were leading that game both times in double overtime. And they just came back and found a way to make it competitive. And I at at in the second overtime, they went out and won that game. So, yeah, I, I hate, you know, there's so much agreement here, but I, I just don't want to get in front of this Wizard team right now. They're playing good basketball, man. And like you said, I think eventually that may catch up to them where they're going to start being oh, it Wizards. Will. Oh, it 100% will. But I think right now is not that time, right? And I think that, again, they're playing great basketball. They've won four out of the last five games. I, I'll stick with the Wizards here, man. I th- think they're, again, Spencer Didwitty, Bradley Beal, those guys, they're playing ball right now. So let's go with the Wizards here plus the points. Uh, any player prop bets or thoughts on this total here? Um, yeah, I'm leaning towards the under. Okay. Uh, three and three for the Wizards, two and four for the Hawks uh, to the over and the under. Um, the Both of these teams are tied for fifth in turnovers. Okay. And so they don't turn the ball over too often, and they're don't re- not really any good at forcing turnovers at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I think that they kind of run this game at a slow pace. This is more of a half court offense game where it seems like every possession they're using the whole twenty four. And you know, if the offense falters in any way or their defense steps up, then this could this could fall to the under. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, you just think. These teams last season, you're thinking over, but this is a new season, new team. So kind of leaning towards under here. Don't really like it too much. John Collins is the play for me. Okay. Uh, John Collins over 15 and a half points. The Wizards are 26th in points allowed to the power forward position. John Collins is a, is a bucket. It's, it's what he does. He gets up. He can go. Um, he can shoot the three. He can drive. He can dunk. He can do all of that. I'm going with John Collins over 15 and a half points. This is going to be one of those bets that we're going to tail all year. We're like, yeah, John Collins, 15 and a half points. He can get that. I'm looking to see if there's any Montrez Harrell props here, and I just don't see his name listed, but this guy has been an absolute monster since he's been in that starting lineup for this Wizards team. And I agree with you about John Collins there, but 
I'm trying to find something on Montrez Harrell. Of course, they don't have it. But, I mean, I think we'd be remiss with to not mention him, right? I think that, you know, once he got inserted in that starting lineup, he's been playing the heavy minutes of 35-plus minutes in over the last three games. And he's recorded a 25 or 20 and a 10 double-double in every single one of those games. Last game, 20 and 14 against the Hawks, 25 and 13. And then against the Boston Celtics, 25 and 11. So, um, I'm going to be looking out for some Harold props. I just don't see them listed right now, but I think that's a player that we should probably keep an eye on uh, Terrell going forward if he's going to be playing okay. these heavy minutes uh, for the Washington Wizards. Uh, let's move on to the next game here, Terrell. We have uh, we have the Chicago Bulls headed to the Garden to take on the Boston Celtics, where the Boston Celtics are a two-point home favorite with a total of 215.5. Terrell, where are we at with this game? Okay, another team trying to prove me wrong. Trying their sh- their damn hardest to prove me wrong. Uh, Bulls two and zero on the road this season. Five and one straight up. Five and one ATS. Where you against the Boston Celtics, who are zero and two at home. Yeah, haven't haven't gotten a first their home win yet. Two and four straight up. Two and four ATS. Um, why are the Celtics favored in this game? Just because they're at home would be my guess. Yeah, that's the only I, reason. I would assume that it's the home court that that it is. Like you're looking at a Celtics team who is 20th in offense efficiency, 22nd defense efficiency against the eighth best offense efficiency team and the fourth best defensive efficiency team in the league. And they're getting two. And yeah. I I get it. So the offense isn't efficient, but they score fourth best points per game in the league against the uh, Bulls, who are 16th best points per game. But they're holding their opponents to the fourth best points per game and 98.8 points per game. So they're a heavy defensive team this year. Like they're they're getting after it on the defensive side of the ball. And of course, that's going to happen when you add Lonzo Ball to your team. Yeah. So I. Don't I feel like they're baiting me to take the Bulls with how this Celtics team has looked? I feel like, and the fact that they just lost back to back games to the Wizards, I feel like they're baiting, they're just baiting us to take the Bulls. And I'm going to pivot and go a little bit. This is probably going to be a contrarian pick by the end of the night, but I'm going to pivot and go Celtics minus two here. Okay. I think that this can be a Jalen Brown game. I think that this could be like a Jalen Brown type of – and one of those games where just Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum just take over, like literally just take the game over. Yeah. Um, I like this team with Al Horford manning the center's position now. Mm-hmm. I love with, I love this team with Al Horford in there now. And, you know, he's been a consistent triple – not triple-double, but consistent double-double, double-double for yeah. them and getting a, lot, getting a lot of crucial boards and helping them on that uh, rebounding edge. So I like them a lot better with Al Horford in the lineup. He was the guy that they were missing. So I'm going to lean Celtics here, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I think that – they're baiting you with the Bulls. This is a trap line, and I'm going to go Celtics to get ahead of that. Yeah, for me, I just I just need to see this Boston Celtics team prove it before I can get behind them. And, oh, man, I, it feels like there's just like something missing with this offense for the Boston Celtics outside of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I don't think Dennis Schroeder is that answer for them. Marcus Smart is 
I, I'm not sure if you have your milk carton there or if he's, if his face is on that milk carton or not, but he's been missing for me, man. I, I just can't get behind. I'm going to fall for this trap here. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls here, man. I just, I just need to see this Boston Celtics team take care of business on their home floor and start winning some games. Because if we look at the opponents that they faced, uh, Terrell have the Boston Celtics, like yeah, you just no, mentioned, it's not good. Yeah, it's, it's not, not good, right? Their only two wins have been against the Charlotte Hornets, which was, I think, that overtime game that we had talked about. Yeah. And the only other team was the, the Houston Rockets on their floor where they only won by 10 points. Other than that, opening night where they, they got beat by your New York Knicks, they got absolutely drilled by the Toronto Raptors, and then we just talked about the Wizards where they gave up 115 points and a half in both of those games. So um, I'm going to go with the Bulls here. I need the Boston Celtics to prove it to me before uh, I, I can get behind them. Uh, I know you just mentioned some pl- player prop guys there. Do you have any thoughts on this total here? Uh, yeah, no, no, not really feeling the total at all. I'm kind of leaning more. Uh, Marcus Smart rebounds is at yeah. two and a half now, and okay. he's just the guy that flies all around the court. I think he can stumble across three rebounds pretty easily. And the uh, Chicago Bulls are 26th in rebounds allowed to the point guard position. Okay. And then I'm also on uh, Lonzo Ball over 13 and a half points. This just kind of feels for a game that he can kind of get up for, knock down a couple threes. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics are 23rd in opponents' three point percentage, and the uh, they're also allowing the 28th um, 28th best. Uh, you could call that best if you want to, but three pointers made to the point guard position. So I think this mm-hmm. is kind of a little bit of uh, and 29th in points to the small to the uh, shooting guard position. So wherever you want to kind of label Lonzo here, I think that's kind of a plus matchup for him. So I'm going to, I think Lonzo can get above this total today. This feels like a little bit of a Lonzo game. Yeah. But nah, I'm, uh, yeah, this is an ugly game. I don't know if I don't think I'm touching this. If if I don't if, if I don't get behind the Celtics here, I'm never going to get behind them for the rest of the season. Like I, I can't yeah. get behind them for the rest. This has to be a spot that they get up for against uh, the number one team in the East, one of the number one teams in the East. So you got to get up against this spot at home. Yeah, I think that maybe Lonzo Ball, <coughs> sorry, uh, three three point shots made at over two and a half might be worth a look here because I mean early on in the season he was knocking them down. He's been cold as of his last two games against the Knicks and the Jazz at two uh, two from twelve, but. Uh, right now, I'm seeing it at over two and a half at minus 125. So I think that might be worth a look here. Uh, let's take a quick break here, Terrell. We'll come back and we'll get to the rest of the games on this NBA slate. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever you wager first is WinBet will match it up to $200. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a free $200 bet. 
Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season long, prop swappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. So improve, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break here, let's go to the next game here. We have the Toronto Raptors visiting the Madison Square Garden and taking on the New York Knicks, where the Knicks are a seven-point favorite at home, total of 208.5. I should mention here on the injury report for the Toronto Raptors that Scotty Barnes is doubtful um, for tonight's game. He is dealing with a right thumb sprain, so he will be out. And obviously, Pascal Siakam is still out with the shoulder uh, injury recovery for himself. And the New York Knicks uh, injury report looks pretty clean here. Only questionable guy is Nerlin Noels, who's dealing with a sore left knee. So like I said, the Knicks... Seven-point favorite at home against the Raptors. Uh, Terrell, where are we going with this game, man? Oh, it's all Knicks today. Yeah. It's all it's all Knicks today. It's not even a homer pick. It's all Knicks today. Knicks 5-1 and one straight up, 4-2 and two ATS uh, against the Toronto Raptors, who are 4-3 and three straight up, surprisingly. 2-0 oh on the road, more, even more surprising, and 3-4 and four ATS. Uh, possibly knows Scotty Barnes, middle of a three-game road trip here. Bad spot for this Toronto team to go into the Garden and try to get a win. Um, I think that the Knicks get out, and this is one of those. They, they make this – they blow the Raptors out of the water here. Uh, I think the Raptors can, can – if they get some production from Gary Trent Jr., who this looks like is a plus matchup for him, uh, he can be really big for them. Um inserted into that starting lineup and yeah. getting a couple more shots up a game. So he can be really, really big for them. But if Fred Van Fleet is not showing up, if Fred Van Fleet is not taking his team over, then it's it's clipped for the Raptors. Like, that's really what it is. It's yeah. clipped for the Raptors in this season. Fred Van Fleet has to be that guy while Pascal Siakam is out or it's just not – they're not going to be – that good now they are they're great defensively we know that seventh in defensive efficiency fifth in opponents points per game uh but they have they have to put points on the board they have to be able to score and if they can't score with this Knicks team who is second in the league in points per game right now mm-hmm. second in the league second in the league and three pointers made 40.7 percent in three pointers made yep then they're gonna get blown out of the water and i think that's what's gonna happen here yeah, I agree with you. I think them if if Scotty Barnes again is listed doubtful for this game here tonight, um, he's been their best player. Am I wrong to say that? Scotty Barnes being the Raptors' best yes, player. Yes, so yes, he has. Right? Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes has a 
a legit claim to rookie of the year right now. A hundred percent agree. Like, with he has that. a legit, he has a legit claim to winning rookie of the year right now. If he continues this pace, even with this slight setback with the thumb sprain. Yeah. So if he's he's listed as doubtful, so uh, as these injury reports come out every couple of hours here, definitely I'm going to keep an eye out for that. But if he's not going tonight, but even if he does go, I think that thumb may still be bothering him. I mean, it's really difficult mm-hmm. again to shoot or rebound or even dribble the basketball with a with the thumb injury, depending on. Doesn't matter which hand it is, but um, I think that if we're kind of looking at player props for this game here, Terrell, I Fred Van Vliet has had success against the Knicks. I mean, over his last couple games here, uh, 27, 5, and 11, 25, 5, and 7, uh, one game, 16, 9 assists. So I think that, you know, with Scotty Barnes out, somebody's going to have to take over that scoring. So I think it might be F- uh, Fred Van Vliet or even OG and Anobi here. But uh, did you have any player props for this game? Well, not so fast on Fred Van Fleet's just yet. Okay. The Knicks are sixth in the, in the NBA in points allowed to the point guard position right now. 27th in points allowed to the shooting guard position. That is more, even more why I'm on Gary Trent Jr. here over okay. 15, 14 and a half points. And I like his threes over two and a half threes. Uh, on the opposing side, uh, we're looking at, you know, the Knicks are 27th in points allowed to the, small, to the shooting guard position. And the Raptors are 26 in points allowed to the shooting guard position. So Evan Fournier and Gary Trent are like, you know, soul brothers right now. Both of them over 14 and a half points right now. Both of them over two and a half threes right now. I think both of them have big games. Both of them hit their props. Mm-hmm. And I like Julius Randle over nine and a half rebounds. He's I just been that. a rebounding yes. machine. He's he's just being a rebounding machine. Uh, and with these tad bit undersized forwards in the Raptors. I think this is a spot where he can get up for, and the Raptors are 29th in rebounds to the power forward position. I think this is another Julius double-double game. And so I like Julius over nine and a half rebounds. I think that's my best bet for this game. Yeah, am I missing something here? I mean, again, when they play the Pelicans, he only had six rebounds. But if you take a look at what he did those previous games, he's been in double digits. Mm -hmm. Five out of the seven games here, so I think nine and a half is a little conservative, especially since we had talked about that early on that Raptors again did not do anything to address that power or sorry that uh, inside position for um, for their interior. And again, we're seeing results again where the opposing big men are just grabbing these rebounds against them. So for this number to be under uh, uh, in single digits at nine and a half. Yeah, I, I really like that for uh, for for Julius Randle here tonight, uh, Terrell. Uh, any other thoughts for this game? No, no, I'm on. No, I lean to the under. A little bit of a lean to the under. It's a low total, but I think it still stays under. But that's about it. All right, let's go over to one of the probably more exciting games I'm uh, uh, looking forward to watching tonight. It's going to be the Denver Nuggets headed to Memphis to cha- take on the Grizzlies, where the Grizzlies are a short. Two point home favorite total currently at two fifteen and a half. Uh, I don't see any significant injuries for this game. Um, I know we saw uh, the Joker was able to return for uh, for the um, for the Denver Nuggets after that knee contusion, but he looks pretty good. Uh, and again, uh, Dylan Brooks still out for the Memphis Grizzlies with that left hand fracture recovery. So uh, maybe another couple weeks away for Dylan Brooks, but. Uh, Terrell, where are we at with this game as the Grizzlies are a two-point home favorite against the Nuggets? This is wrong team favorite. Like, this is 100% wrong team favorite. This is this is giving too much of the edge to the home to the home court right here, especially in the NBA. No, the, the Grizzlies are the worst defensive team in the league. 
They are the worst <laughs> defensive team. 30th in defensive efficiency, 29th in opponents' points per game, 29th in opponents' three-point percentage. This is one of the worst defensive teams in the league. In the league, they cover spreads. They're 4-2 ATS, but they've been covering spreads as dogs. Now you're laying points with them against this Denver Nuggets team, again, who is third in defensive efficiency, first in opponents' points per game. Yep. I fourth in opponents three point percentage. I I mean they're struggling to score the basketball. Michael Porter Jr. is just fucking missing. I don't know where he's at. Literally, I have no idea where he's at. He's he got his talent stolen by the fucking monsters or something like that. <laughs> uh, I just don't understand what the fuck is going on with Michael Porter Jr. right now. But if he ever has a plus matchup. If he ever has a plus matchup, is this one right here? Yeah, right here. Right like here. Guard this him, is right? the one. Nobody. They don't have a single, not a soul that can guard him on this squad. And Dylan Brooks being out is super big for this Grizzly squad. He is the leader on the, of this defense. Yeah. And so, no, this this is not this is not good. I can't get behind the Grizzlies laying points in the Grizzlies in this spot at all. I think that they are outclassed i think they're just outclassed in this game the grizzlies are a nice story they've got a really good win against the warriors you know they got Mm -hmm. the warriors number they've got some good wins in this resume but i think they're outclassed i think this nuggets team even though they're having the offensive woes right now they're still possibly one of the top three seeds in the west and they just get outclassed tonight they this is wrong team favorite i'm taking the points in denver I think this is a monster night for Jokic here tonight because I don't think, number one, that Stephen Adams is going to be anywhere near capable of keeping up with the Joker here. Uh, and you 29th about, in points to the center. Yeah, so I think that, again, tonight for, for Jokic may be a triple-double watch. Again, his number is definitely going to be below 5-1 to one just because it's a Joker. He can go out and drop a triple-double every single night. Um, but, again, he's been rebounding the basketball real well for the Denver Nuggets over the past – I mean, I mean, we can say all season. But, um, yeah, if there is a game where Michael Porter Jr. wants to show up, I think tonight might be the night. So we might need to send a memo to him or, or send a pigeon to him with a letter on it that, hey, you need to ball out tonight. Um, player props for this game, Terrell? I mean – 15 and a half for Michael Porter Jr. is super low. I understand why <laughs> nobody would want to take it. Yeah. Uh, he's he's an easy 20-point scorer for me. Uh, he would be in consideration for a 2-for-20 today mm. um, with such a low total. You'll be getting his 20 points juiced. Jokic, over 26 and a half points. Easy play for me. Uh, Monte Morris, the Grizzlies' last in assists to the point guards, last in three-pointers made to the point guard. Uh, position. I like Monte Morris today. I think he has a chance to have a pretty big game. Uh, yeah, I just I think the Nuggets outclass the Grizzlies in this one. I really think this is a blowout. I think the Nuggets roll into Memphis and humble the Grizzlies and bring them back down to size. Like, hey, remember who top dog in the West is? Yeah. I don't understand why Jokic is rebound total is at 11 and a half at plus 110 am i missing something there i know they have steven adams and mm-hmm. a triple j likes to hang around the three-point line i kind of like that over 11 and a half for the joker here tonight i mean am i missing something there terrell no i think that you know he's he's one of the top rebounders in the league like he, yeah. he was a top five rebounder last season and so uh he's always he's always open and able mm-hmm. uh 
I guess it's kind of questionable on, you know, how how much is he willing to bang down low in the paint with that knee. Uh, but, you know, he might try to stay outside a little bit more and lean on guys like Aaron Gordon and Mike Porter Jr., who are very good rebounders in their own right. Yeah. But, no, I mean, that's it, it seems short. It seems short for it to be at plus money. It seems it, that should really be at like minus one twenty somewhere around that range. But even then, when he like came back from that knee injury when he left against Utah, he had nineteen rebounds last game and sixteen the one before that. So yeah, um, yeah, I think I'm gonna get down. It on feels that, short. Yeah, it really it does. He, sh- he should get easily thirteen, fourteen in this game. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, Denver going into Memphis against a really bad defensive team. It's going to be, again, a, a clash of two different styles here, right? We talk about a team that is really bad on defense, a one team that's great on defense. Again, I don't think they're going to have an answer for the Jokic. I'm going to dig a little deeper and see how he's done in the past against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm leaning towards seeing that over in his um, rebounding props. Let's move over to the next game, Terrell. Uh, we have the Orlando Magic, those frisky Orlando Magic uh, team headed to Minnesota to take on Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, um, who, and D'Angelo Russell, who are a eight and a half point favorite at home against his Magic team, a total of two fifteen. You already know where I'm going to go with this. But I want to. I want to give you the floor. Who you got in this game? I'm going with the T Wolves, man. Oh, this Magic team don't is do bad. it. No, they just they just they did not cover against the the Pistons. <laughs> the Pistons, the Pistons got the cover in that game as six point favorites. The Pistons shouldn't lay six it points against anybody. I think that there's a number of college teams I wouldn't trust the Pistons to lay six points over right now. <laughs> and so you're telling me that <laughs> this Magic team is is gonna cover eight and a half against the T Wolves tonight? Uh, the T Wolves, who are actually good defensively this year, like they're actually sixth in opponents' points per game and a hundred. And six point six points per game. Uh first in turnovers. They're they're forcing people to turn the ball over, fifth in defensive efficiency. Like you're telling me that this T Wolves team right now, like I'm gonna fade them against the Magic, and the Magic just literally just let the Pistons cover six. No way, man. No way. I'm it it may be a trap, it may be baiting me to take the T Wolves, but I can't get behind the Magic right now, not at all. This number is trending towards getting to nine, possibly nine and a half. Again, wait, if you're if you want to take the magic, I'd say wait. This may get to nine and a half, possibly ten. Um, I like again, it then. I like it then. This team isn't good. They're not good. I, I'm going. Their with best the magic players might here, have a rough man. game. Their best player might have a rough game tonight. I, I I'm going with the magic. Um, look, they haven't let me down in three games. I've been on them this season. I don't think it's going to start again tonight. Quickly looking at the injury report, not much there. Everybody's healthy for Minnesota, the usual suspects for the Orlando Magic. But it's going to be interesting to me. I think the, the matchup that I'm really looking for, Terrell, um, is going to be if, if any of these guys, whether it's Mo Bamba or Wendell Carter Jr., is going to be able to contain the Carl Anthony Towns. That's going to be the matchup I'm looking out for in this game. Probably not. Yeah, and and again, mm-hmm. because, because like uh, – uh, Cat usually likes to hang around at the three-point line or on the perimeter, right? And I think you have two more traditional guys that are body bangers in that paint where they can, you know, maybe try to muscle you down. But I think that that's a matchup I'll be looking for. But 
With that being said, I will take the Magic here. I'm going to wait on this number. I think it's going to get maybe to nine, nine and a half, closer to game time. So I'm going to wait on that. But I am leaning with the Orlando Magic here. Thoughts on the total here? I know we have two teams. That one team is great at the over, and one team that is one of the best in the under. So I think it'll be interesting to see. Kind of want to get your take on this total here. Yeah, no, I don't. Need, the Magic are first in the league, six and one to the over. Yeah, uh, the T Wolves last, zero and five to the uh, to the over. So yeah. they're five and zero to the under. Uh, I don't know. It it really depends on, and which is crazy because this T Wolves team is fifth in pace, but five and zero to the under. And you would think that would be the other way around, but they're just not—they're just not efficient offensively. Like yeah. they're getting up and down the court. They're twenty-fourth in offensive efficiency. The only bright spot for them is the fact that the Magic are twenty-third in offensive efficiency and twenty-ninth in defensive efficiency. Yeah. So, like, uh, I don't know. I don't have a play on the total. Um, I would take a stab at Anthony Edwards three pointers made yep. over two and a half. This uh, Magic team is 26th and three-pointers made to the, to the shooting guard position. Uh, feels like a spot at home that he can get up for. He's He's been shooting, just jacking them up numerous of times. He probably gets four today. This is probably the day he gets four again. So, uh, And then I like uh, under on points, rebounds, and assists for Cole Anthony. Okay. I'm coming out and getting to see Pat Bev. Uh, this game first in points. Uh, the Seawolves team first in points allowed to the point guard position. First in rebounds allowed to the point guard position. Uh, this is going to be and third in assist allowed to the point guard position. This is going to be tough for Cole Anthony. They're going to smother him. They're going to smother him this game, and they're going to make you know make a lot of these other guys try to beat him. And they'll probably be trying to feed those centers down low. Mm-hmm. Because of uh, Cat, and just we know Cat is not a defensive guy. Like that's just not how he plays. He's a, a a little bit soft. So I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if Wendell Carter had a good game here down low against Cat, or if Mobamba was able to take him on the perimeter a couple of times this game. Yeah. Uh. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm under under twenty seven and a half points, rebounds, tips. Cole Anthony. I I think this is a rough day for him. Yeah, and. and- Bev is a pest, man. I think you you love to have a guy like that on your team, but you hate to go up against him. And, and I, I've been on both sides of it, right? When he was with the Rockets, the, adored by fans for the efforts that he makes on defensive end, just being a pest and, and pissing off the opposing team. And when you're going up against him, it's like, dog, I mean, man, come on, man, get out of my face. Like, you want to punch him in the face. But that's just the type of player that Patrick Beverly is. And I agree with you. I think that they're, they're going to smother – if Bev is going to be matched up on Cole Anthony, he might have a – a definitely a long night. Um, I wish there was a, a prop where we could bet on turnovers. I might be taking a look at Cole Anthony over on his turnovers if a book on uh-huh. that, but um, unfortunately, they do not. Uh, let's get to the last game here, Terrell. We have the OKC Thunder headed to LA to take on the Clippers, who are Clipper, where the Clippers, sorry, are a 11 point home favorite. Total is sitting at 209 and a half, trending towards the under at minus 115. Uh, Terrell, where are we at with this last game tonight, bud? Bro, you know the Clippers are one and four right now. <laughs> it seems like they should I be didn't like, realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize that when I was doing the research for this game, and I, I said, wait, the Clippers are one and four. And I had to go back and look, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> they, they've really been losing games out here. Like that, yeah. that. That Portland win is all they have to their name right now. So, 
God, man, like that's the same thing. Thunder one and five, like they they have the same record. Two and four ATS for the Thunder, two and three for the Clippers, and the Clippers are getting eleven points. And you know what? I don't care because I'm smashing eleven points, and I'm taking the Clippers because this Thunder's <laughs> team is just dog shit. Like they're just not good. They rely on SGA. They really uh they're really not getting anything out of their many role players that they have on that squad right now, and they're not going to do anything until those role players step up and. And I just don't like them to do it on the road in Los Angeles to the Clippers who started their season pretty shitty right now, like very, very bad. And I'm pretty sure they're going to want to go and get in the win column and make it decisive. I agree with you. I mean, I can't get, I mean, they had, I guess we can say the fluky win did the uh, uh, thunder against the, uh, the Lakers the other night, but I think that was more of a collapse by the Lakers because they were up, I think, 20-plus points in that game. They were up by 26, and they were absolutely killing yeah. them. And yeah. they just let them back in the game, and casually they won that uh, the game by eight points over the Lakers. But other than that, you take a look at this uh, OKC Thunder team. The Rockets blew them out by 33 points. I'll just start with that right there. So the problem with the Clippers right now for me, Terrell, is that there is no help outside of Paul George scoring the ball uh, mm-hmm. for the Clippers team. And I think that's something that they really need to improve upon because Paul George is, again, starting this season of playing out of his mind. Um, but somebody else needs to step up for him, whether it's Reggie Jackson, whether it's a, a combination of him, Kennard, and Bledsoe. Um, and again, they don't have Marcus Morris. Let me see it on the injury report if there's anybody else out. Yes, Serge Ibaka is continue to still be out. Marcus Morris is still out. Uh, for OKC, they are pretty still healthy. Um, all their main guys are going to be playing. But, um, yeah, somebody else needs to step up for this Clippers team. And I just don't know who that is right now. So, uh, But I can't I can't back a, a Thunder team that is just absolutely really porous um, so far this season. So I think this is a get-up spot for the Clippers. Uh, if they don't win this game, I think they need to take a hard look in the mirror about what's going on in L.A. over there, especially, I mean, I know they don't have Kawhi, but again, you have Paul George. We have some other players on this team that can, you know, make shots for you. So I think uh, they should take care of business tonight at home, uh, taking on this third team. Uh, any thoughts on the total or player props here for you, Terrell? I'm not touching anything else in this game. I wouldn't <laughs> I even be pick, I wouldn't even be picking this game if I if I didn't have to pick it for the for the podcast and for the site. <laughs> I wouldn't even pick this game. I'm not touching anything else in this game. Clippers eleven minus eleven, and I mean. I would bet this. I would not yeah. put money on this, but definitely that, that's where I had to lean. Yeah. If, if I had to, yeah. Good, if it's but, somebody I had to, if it's somebody I think that could have a sneaky, really good game, it's probably Terrence Mann, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's another guy that needs to step up for this Clippers team. Definitely a game that is not going to be on one of the screens here tonight as the Thunder take on the Clippers. Let's take a final break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show with best bets. Lock dog, and hopefully, uh, maybe Terrell has a parlay for us uh, for tonight's game. So, we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. Did you miss the biggest sports headlines from the night before? Ever wonder how that might impact this week's bets? Relive the best in sports from the night before with BetQL tonight. I was listening last night to BetQL tonight. And they were talking about the Derrick Henry injury. And lo and behold, this morning, it was reported that Derrick Henry might have a season-ending foot injury. And for that reason, last night, I was able to find the Indianapolis Colts to win the AFC South at a 12-1 price. 12-1 and currently not on the board. BetQL tonight is a high-energy live destination of casual and hardcore sports fans alike. 
engaging, polarizing, relevant, get caught up in the sports betting world with a heavy dose of entertainment. Every detail matters when making bets. BetQL Tonight dives deeper to help you help you give you the edge. It's the it's fun to bet on the game, and even more fun when you've got the inside scoop. So tune in to BetQL Tonight. Listen on Odyssey, Sp- Spotify, and your favorite podcast app. And don't forget, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget, don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's wrap up the show strong. We'll go with Locke. Uh, we'll go with the dog, and then uh, maybe if Terrell has a parlay or a best bet player prop for tonight. So, Terrell, I'll give you the floor here. What's your lock and your dog for tonight's uh, Monday night NBA action here? Um, oh, man. Looking at the sheet and just trying to figure out what I really, really like here. Uh... Denver is a P. It's between Denver and the Knicks. I just don't. I hate. Do I really want to make the Knicks my my lock? I feel like there's uh, some some jinxing in there. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna fade. I'm gonna fade. I'm gonna fade the Grizzlies. No, all right. Denver plus one and a half. Wrong team favorite. They, they should knock the Grizzlies down a size. Plus one and a half. That's my lock. Okay. Uh, my dog give you some value, uh, value, value, value. Is somebody out for the? Is somebody out for the Trailblazers? This line dropped to one and a half. I mean, somebody out for the 76ers? This, this line dropped to one and a half. I was just about to pick them at plus. Ah, oh, see, look, I was just no. about to give them out at plus uh, two twenty. Uh, no, I mean the the I see a clean injury report for the uh, for the uh, Portland Trailblazers. There, uh, let me check on the uh, most updated. Yeah, this is the most updated one. Uh, Philly again, no injuries there, and then Portland Trailblazers. They haven't submitted one yet as their injury report, but I think everybody should be able to go uh, tonight. That might be a broken line. All right, whatever. I'm t- I'm still <laughs> taking the I'm still taking the Trailblazers. Whatever they're at money line, they're going to be a dog. Uh, Trailblazers, those are my. That's my dog. They. This has got to be the time. This has to be the spot right here. Uh, okay. And then I don't really have a lot of lines. I don't really have a lot of lines for a parlay now. I'll probably drop one in the Slack later. Okay. Uh, nothing on the pod. So make sure you join the Slack. SGPN slash Slack. Yes. Uh, for me, lock territory. Uh, since you didn't want to jinx your jinx your Knicks, I'll go ahead and take the Knicks here minus seven. Against the Toronto Raptors teams, if they're without Scotty Barnes, I think that's going to be too many shoes to fill. Saying that with a rookie that's been playing out of his mind, uh, I think just again the Knicks, like you mentioned, uh, Terrell, one of the best offensive efficient teams in the league. Defensively, I mean, I've, of course we knew that they were going to take a step back, but they're still pretty good. Uh, and this Raptors team, I think, is just struggling. So give me the Knicks minus a seven here tonight. Against the Toronto Raptors, for my dog, I'm going to go with the San Antonio Spurs here, man. It's a short plus 130 price for them. The uh, The line is trending towards their direction. I currently see a plus three at minus 115, so hopefully you can get down on that ASAP. This Pacers team, I just don't think they have it together yet. Guys in and out of the lineup. Malcolm Brogdon is questionable, so if he's not able to go again here tonight, um, that's going to be boding trouble for the Indiana Pacers. So I will take the uh, Spurs uh plus three sorry plus 130 on their money line as my dog here tonight no parlay for me 
but I will be recording a uh, player props prop cast for the NBA tonight with Jong here in a minute. So uh, definitely check out my player props on that episode. That'll bring us to the end for this Monday night schedule. Terrell, any final thoughts uh, for um, for the games here tonight or anything we want to plug? Uh, no, not really. Um, college football, college basketball is back. College basketball is back. We just had some uh, exhibition exhibition games recently. Yeah. Uh, so when does the season uh, officially kick it, off? Um, what's the first game? Let me let me let me get back to that. You go ahead and okay. lead off. Yeah, so like I said, guys, we're gonna be here for the NBA Gambling Podcast throughout you know at least three times a week here. Propcast three times a week for NBA Edition, NFL Edition. Definitely check out the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, fantasy football content, NFL. We're approaching the midway uh, point of the season. The guys over there are absolutely killing it. Check out Sean and Ryan, obviously, on the on the mothership there at SGP. Um, like Terrell said, college basketball is, is tipping off very, very soon. Here. The ninth. The ninth. Well, it's about a, yes. a little over a week uh, for it, the college basketball um Sorry, college basketball, yeah, kick it off. So definitely check out the college basketball experience. Terrell, I'm sure, is going to be killing it over there with Colby, Nick, and Patty C. Um, again, MMA, those guys are absolutely killing it. We're all just killing it over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, man. Definitely subscribe to all the channels. The newest podcast to drop on the network, the Hockey Gambling Podcast with the guys over there. So a lot of great things happening for the um for the sports gambling podcast network so with that being said terrell let the people know where they can come compliment you or troll you on twitter oh at really real underscore underscore um at twitter and instagram i'm out here uh cash and checks all season you already know we would that's it right there so with that being said guys we will be back on Wednesday morning to break down the Wednesday schedule of games. Till then, let's start the month of November strong. Uh, let's cash some checks, like Terrell said, and we'll be back Wednesday, like I said. Till then, break the books off and let it ride. Basketball, get it, get it, get the ball because I'm going-